Okay, we're going to try, hopefully, oh, yeah, okay. So I forgot the sheets. I took them out for the new set, and then I don't know where I left them out for uh, somewhere. I'll find them, I guess, when I get home. But Baruch Hashem was able to pull it up on, the, on my phone over here. So here, the, the next chapter that we have is, he refers to it as, Chirus Makom Vekelim. So this is renting uh, places, renting real estate, and renting utensils. So right, so if you're going to go ahead and rent an apartment, you're going to rent office space, something of that sort. So once again, on this theme, he says, make sure that you have a contract, you have a lease, and which is going to detail all of the, uh, the, the parts of the agreement so that nothing is left to understanding, assumptions, things along those lines, because once you uh, rely on... Uh, and just the way, uh, the way you think it's supposed to be. So that's a recipe for disaster, and you should never go ahead and do this. It's a theme because somebody who's involved in Chosher Mishpat on a regular basis is dealing with these shilas and these disagreements in Dine Torah. So that's why he, uh, that's why he is uh, consistently emphasizing this point. Okay. Then he says, Haschirus Mechayev Beis Hatzdarim. So once a, a rental agreement is ratified, so there creates an obligation which exists on both parties. So both parties are going to, ha- are going to, uh, bear some sort of obligation. Hena Maskir, both the, the, uh, the uh, the owner of the property, the landlord, let's say, as well as the tenant, so both of them are going to be bound by whatever the duration of time of the lease agreement was. And once the Kenyan is performed, so that's how they formally ratify it halakhically, so neither party is going to be able to back out of that lease agreement. The landlord can't tell the tenant, I need you to get out because if I have a future tenant who's willing to pay more. The tenant can't go ahead and back out and say, I don't need it anymore, so too bad for the remaining six months of your lease. Both of them are bound by it. In neither party could go ahead and change any details about it. I want to charge more rent, I want to pay less rent, whatever, the, uh, whatever that would be, nobody's allowed to change it once a Kenyan is made. Obviously, without the agreement of the second party. For whatever the duration of time there is in that, uh, that lease agreement, so everybody is bound by what it says there for the entire time. Next. Now let's say it happens sometimes. Let's say somebody was renting uh, an apartment or something, renting a, a condo, renting a house, and then they were they uh, signed a lease for two years. In one year into the lease, they get a job in another city. Very lucrative job, a great position, all the things are, are wonderful. So the person wants to pick up and leave because he doesn't need the lease over here when he's going to be living... You know, in your, he's going to be living in New Buffalo. I don't know. So he says, So it may very well be that even though he has a strong reason to want to pick up and move his family and move somewhere else, and he's going to be living in his own home, but once he went ahead and signed a lease over here for two years, so he may be obligated to pay the remaining year on the lease, even though he has no need for it whatsoever. He's not even using it. And the only option that there may be to let the original tenant off the hook from having to continue to pay rent is in the event that the landlord finds a replacement tenant who will then occupy the space and pay the same amount of rent, so then that may already allow or exempt the first tenant from having to continue to pay, but short of that, so he's going, he would likely be, uh, be on the hook. The landlord is obligated to you. Yeah. We put, yes.
Right, and that also is something which how hard they want to try, and then all of a sudden they want particular tenants who have you know two and a half kids plus no dogs or fish, or you know they have all sorts of uh, yeah. So that that yeah, when it gets to actual people, so it becomes more complex. Believe it or not. <laughs> then he says, last thing is gam achar zman halis. Now let's say the lease has expired. Imamaskiro so in the event that they want to continue the lease, so then it's necessary to go ahead and give notice, whatever the amount of time is considered to be normal, to give notice of your intention at the end of the lease, to continue the lease, to renew the lease, or to not renew the lease. And term and you want to do that before the current lease expires. So you want to make sure to uh, to give notice ahead of time. In order that neither party should be harmed by that. So you don't want the landlord to come along on the last day of the lease and tell the tenant, so sorry, but I have a new tenant who's showing up tomorrow, pack up your stuff and get going. And the, the tenant had no idea that this was coming, even though his lease was about to expire. But the landlord never said anything to him. And you don't want the tenant to walk out uh, uh, at the, on the last day without having given notice to the, to the landlord saying, I'm not planning on renewing the lease, so you may want to find a tenant so that when I leave, you'll be able to clean the place up and then the new tenant will be able to come in. So it should be a seamless transition between one and the other. So Halacha says that in this, uh, the amount of time that you give is really dependent on minagamaka and what common practice is in that location. But each party is expected to give notice to the other one about their intention when the lease expires, are they going to continue or they're not going to go ahead and continue the Please.